Nancy Pelosi will remain in sort of an emeritus role here. She could stay in Congress and just leave leadership. And that would mean that she's still physically here as an emeritus role. Staying on as kind of an emeritus rank and file member. Yeah, certainly as a you know speaker emeritus uh, whose wisdom we'll all benefit from. She plans to take an emeritus role. Her fingerprints will be on everything. It's almost like an emeritus title. She's like the queen of Congress now. All this while Pelosi takes on an emeritus role, still serving in Congress, guiding her successors. Ah, yes, the Speaker of the House Emeritus for Life. As I predicted yesterday, the news media is all in. They're so predictable. The idol worship of these groveling, sniveling sycophants and the daily tongue bath they deliver to the Democratic Party. You know, at least uh, Hunter Biden had to pay the Russian hookers. These guys do it for free. Kind of a good deal for the Democrat Party. That's right. The uh, they're all in on it too. It's the uh, it's the party issued talking point. Nanny Pelosi may not be Speaker after January, but she will be Speaker Emeritus. I mockingly predicted this yesterday, and then before I had dinner. They all jumped in. Maybe they were listening to the show and said, hey, that's a good idea. We're sniveling, groveling sycophants who want to give the party a tongue bath. Uh, maybe we should declare her to be what Chris Plant said, the Speaker of the House Emeritus for life. You know, usually for life is kind of an honorary title you get in corrupt African republics. But the United States is pretty much there, you know. The uh, Democratic Republic of Congo has very little on us at this point. And who else declared, was it the New York Times that declared her, or was it PBS? Both. Oh, both the New York Times and uh, Panhandler Broadcasting System declared her to be the Speaker Emeritus, who must be listened to, because <laughs> she, what, what is she like, what was the thing with the, the children? I think uh, Nancy Pelosi's got an issue with children and with her husband, who, uh, you know, her family's willing to take the lumps for the party, aren't they? But uh, she, she, loves, she loves the children. You know, her son uh, also had one of these crooked deals with Ukraine. Did you know that? Uh, her son had uh, a gravy train coming from, from Ukraine as well, uh, along with Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden's buddy, Devin Archer. Devin Archer has since been convicted of felonies for uh, fleecing a Native American tribe. And, and again, when... When George Takai of uh, Star Trek, as he did yesterday, tweeted out, oh, the Republicans have control of the House now, and instead of fighting crime and inflation, they're going to investigate the Bidens. Well, investigating the Bidens is fighting crime. Let's, uh, let's start with that, just for openers. They are an organized crime family that's taken over the United States of America. Of course, the Republicans in charge of the House of Representatives, that is crime fighting going after. And also it's uh, fighting inflation because you got, get ri- got to get rid of the Democrat policies before you can start fighting inflation. But uh, with that said, I don't know if you, you've seen this. The, uh, this is Friday, and that means on Sunday there will likely be NFL football games. And I don't know if you heard about this, but there's uh, climate change and global warming. And global warming sometimes means a lot of snow and cold weather. Are you familiar with this? It's tricky, 
because, because, you know, it's climate change and global warming. It's global warming in the summertime and climate change in the wintertime. It's heads I win, tails you lose. This is a cult. This is a Jonestown-style cult. Um, stay away from the Kool-Aid. If they offer you Kool-Aid, do not drink it. I'm just telling you, based on history, you should stay away from it. That was a socialist movement, that mass suicide. 900 African-Americans, uh, you know, killed, uh, committed suicide, and some didn't. But that was a uh, Bay Area, San Francisco, socialist, utopianist movement. Uh, and we're kind of back there, but now they've gone national with this Jonestown thing. But uh, in any event, they've got the, uh, the NFL games coming up, and you've got climate change, and you've got global warming. And in Buffalo, New York, we're expecting a whole lot of snow this weekend, a whole lot of snow, because it's Buffalo, New York, and Lake Ontario is right there, and Canada is right there. And there's an Arctic cold blast coming down from Canada. We should build a really tall wall between us and Canada, too. And, and so the cold blast is coming down, and it comes over Lake Ontario, and it creates a huge amount of snow. So in Buffalo, this weekend, uh, I, like today through Sunday, they're getting snow. And they may get four feet of snow. They may even get six feet of snow in Buffalo, New York. So the NFL, which has, I think, gone full transgender now. They've gone full transgender? They've uh, The Buffalo Bills, it's a, an NFL football team. They're scheduled to play the Cleveland Browns this weekend. All right? But uh, listen to this. Uh, the headline is from ESPN. NFL moves Browns-Bills game to Detroit due to snowstorm. Can I start listing the things wrong with that? Because there are many things wrong with that. It's Buffalo, New York. They've been playing in the snow since a football team went to Buffalo. Orchard Park, New York, the Buffalo Bills home game against the Cleveland Browns is being relocated to Detroit. What, too cold in Cleveland, too? What's going on with that? Due to a winter storm, which happens every winter and every football season in Buffalo, New York, with lake effect snow, which happens every winter with every football season, that is expected to hit western New York over the next couple of days. The game remains scheduled for 1 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. Now, wait a minute. It's a, an away game for the Cleveland Browns and a home game for the Buffalo Bills. So they're going to move it to Detroit. And that makes sense because... The Buffalo area is expecting to get up to five feet of snow from Thursday night through Saturday night with thunder and other inclement conditions also expected. Yeah, that's, you notice, through Saturday night. Uh, and I, I love, I grew up in Chicago. I lived in Kansas City for a while. I love thunder snow. Thunder snow is one of the coolest things ever. One of my favorite weather conditions, a thunder snowstorm, right? But uh, they're moving it to Detroit. Why Detroit? Isn't Cleveland closer? Couldn't they just move the game to Cleveland, which is the other team playing in the game? The team said the decision to move the game from Highmark Stadium was done in consultation with the Buffalo Bills and local and state authorities. Got to get the authorities involved in playing football in the snow. As the region prepares for the storm, it's a snowstorm in Buffalo. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, the uh, final decision came from the league office, the NFL league office, but there has been communication with all parties involved. Well, I'm very reassured to hear that. 
Uh, now, listen to this. That it, wind gusts are expected to make travel more difficult. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, a winter storm in Buffalo and, uh, and uh, during an NFL uh, uh, game. That's, uh, it's uh, not expected to be snowing during the actual time of the game. Okay, then uh, what is up? It's going to snow before in Buffalo, so they're moving the game. There is another detail that the ESPN uh, story doesn't have, which I think is kind of interesting. Since both teams are playing an away game, right, neither team. Now, why aren't they just going to Cleveland? They don't explain that. Must be too cold. Well, we were going to go to Cleveland, but it's too cold. It's snowing in Buffalo, and it's too cold in Cleveland. So we're going to Detroit. <laughs> now, here's the, here's the interesting thing. Now, when you say uh, that they're playing away games, uh, normally they would have, uh, both teams would have their away game uniforms, right? Their away game uniforms. But because this is, uh, and Detroit, of course, has a dome, so it's inside, and it's a safe space. It's a safe space. There won't be any wind. There won't be any snow. It won't be cold, like in Cleveland. Detroit has a dome, and um, and so because you know it's uh, both teams are playing an away game, it uh, it turns out they're going to play in lingerie. It's uh, that way. It's uh, even Steven across the board. It's and they're bringing the lingerie league to the NFL. We can't play in Buffalo. It's snowing in Buffalo. We can't play in Cleveland. It's cold in Cleveland. Can't we play? I'm uh, holding my arms like I'm shivering. Um, can't we play inside? Isn't there a safe space for a couple of NFL teams that just want to play in lingerie? It's not even going to be snowing on Sunday. The snow, the snow stops on Saturday. It's Buffalo. They have snow plows there. I saw my first snow plow in D.C. yesterday. It wasn't a city snow plow, but it was a big pickup truck with a big plow on it uh, driving around. And it's not, not like we had. We might get a flurry this afternoon, but nothing that's going to stick. So there goes the NFL, honestly. What is the matter with you people? Also, did you see the, um, you know, they got the World Cup. Have you seen this? Guys in shorts run around and kick a ball. We call it soccer, and uh, they call it football. And the World Cup is the big, uh, it's the big shebang, right, for the, for the game of soccer, which they call football. It's actually understandable. You call it football. You use your feet and you kick a ball. Uh, but never mind that. It's going to be held in Qatar, which is an Arab country run by Muslims. And you'll never guess, they agreed in 2010 when they, uh, when Qatar and, uh, you know, uh, the International Football Association, FIFA, FIFA cut a deal to hold the World Cup in this Arab country in 2010, where they have Islam. And uh, yesterday, they announced, uh, again, 2010, that's 12 years ago. And yesterday they said, oh, by the way, uh, no alcohol in the stadiums. <laughs> multiple stadiums, multiple games. FIFA confirms alcohol sales will be banned at Qatar World Cup stadiums. Multiple stadiums, alcohol sales at Qatar World Cup stadiums are banned, FIFA has announced. Comes days before the tournament begins, allegedly under pressure from the Qatari royal family. Supporters will only be allowed to buy beer in fan zones. That's like Democrats and their free speech zones on college campuses, where pints cost 12 pounds. This is a British publication, the Daily Mail. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's what the British use as money, 
It's like a dollar, except it's English. 12 pounds, which is more than $12, just slightly, and are limited to four per person. They don't want any rowdy soccer fans. Uh, but here's the thing. They, uh, you can also buy in licensed hotels and restaurants in Qatar, which has been the case for uh, some time. But they banned, they banned alcohol sales at the games because it's Qatar. But 12 years ago, they, allowed, they agreed. They said, oh, yeah, sure, we'll allow. And then two days before, they said, aha, suckers, we will not allow. You may not have the beer. And uh, they all drink beer and liquor there. They just keep it secret. And then they lie about it, you know. Uh, but it's kind of crazy because Budweiser, you know Budweiser? Budweiser is a $75 million sponsor of the World Cup in Qatar. They sell beer. In fact, Jasmine on the uh, on the call screener today uh, has her red Budweiser baseball cap on today. Just says Bud, red cap with Bud, and uh, you know the king of beers. She's wearing her Bud cap today as an homage, as an homage. Uh, but this is quite remarkable because Budweiser spent seventy five million dollars. Now they're making them move their Budweiser booths to places where they can't be seen, and uh, and they spent seventy five million dollars. Now Budweiser. Pretty darn funny, I think, from Budweiser. Budweiser tweeted out, uh, <laughs> they tweeted out these words. They tweeted out, well, comma, this is awkward. <laughs> I'm going to buy a Bud Light this afternoon just uh, just because of that. I probably would have anyway uh, because, you know, it's Friday afternoon and all that stuff. But this is uh, madness. And the uh, the fans there are calling it madness. They got fans that have flown in from around the world. Because people like soccer in some places, don't they? They like soccer. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh um, So there we go. Uh, that's what you get for announcing 12 years ago that you're going to hold the World Cup in Qatar. Ha! Tui! I spit on you. FIFA made a bad decision 12 years ago. And now their sober chickens have come home to roost. But I love the, uh, I love the Budweiser tweet funny as I'll get out. Well, comma, this is awkward. Pretty funny. Pretty funny stuff. Now, uh, stupid FIFA people, I guess you'll never make that mistake again, will ya? There's only one Chris Plant. The Chris Plant Show. Hey, it's Chris Plant inviting you on our 2023 Sea Cruise. Next June, we'll be headed to the beautiful Mediterranean, sailing from Barcelona to Portugal, with stops in Ibiza, Casablanca, and more. For details, visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Ah, yes. Speaker Emeritus... Nanny Pelosi. And what did our what did our listeners say, Speaker? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, but no. I'm, uh, no but then let's go there. Let's go to let's go to the telephones. Let's go to Alan calling from Rogers, Arkansas. Alan, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Alan, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Alan is calling from Rogers, Arkansas. Uh, Alan uh, was calling in. I, I didn't want to uh, poach it from our most excellent listeners, but says, how about we call Nancy Pelosi, instead of Speaker Emeritus, the Speaker Embarrassed Us. 
And honestly, I'll see if Alan's there now, although I just stole his joke, but the, uh, he's gone. And uh, I, I, uh, I, got to, I got to tell you, she, uh, they, I predicted this emeritus thing happen, and then it happened in spades all day and all night. Uh, pretty amazing. And again, if she were a Republican Speaker of the House, she would be known for one thing and one thing only, and that's tearing up the State of the Union in an act of insurrection against the President of the United States, a rebellion against the established authority. Let's go to Dan calling from Gaithersburg, Maryland, Daniel, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Yes, thanks for taking my call. Big fan. Thank you. Regarding Nancy, regarding Nancy's uh, honorary title, I think it's only appropriate that she should have one. But I think they got it wrong. It should be demeritus. <laughs> the, uh, the speaker demeritus. Because she earned so many demerits while she was the Speaker of the House? Well, I don't know if she earned them, but she certainly deserves them. Yeah, she <laughs> she certainly does. Yeah, the uh, the speaker um, uh, she scares us. The but again, you you heard the media montage, right, Dan? Of uh, all the media slathering uh, their adoration upon her because they love her so much. They what a bunch well, of they all received their uh, talking points this morning. You know, I'm telling you, we've had. Uh, and, and, and here's the thing, the, Amer- the American people, we, the American people, Dan, and, and I don't know if you were listening to Kennedy earlier when Kennedy called in, the George Takai issued talking point, which was picked up immediately by Geraldo Rivera, and then all of the news media jumping on the talking point, which I uh, made up mockingly yesterday before any of them used it, that she will become the Speaker Emeritus. And, the, uh, and I said that mockingly, for life, I added for life, because it makes it more sound like a, sound more like an African dictator with a shield and an AK-47, um, but um, you know the media they jump around because they're not liberals, Dan. They're the left. Yes, but demeritus and she uh, scared us, and uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> this is this is an amazing time to watch what America's going through. But we're on to them, aren't we? This is the Chris Plant Show. You know, the uh, Democrat Party is going through a transition. I don't know if you've picked up on that. But there was, um, you know, Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh made a uh, documentary film. He's a pro-American person with a brain. That's a problem for the Democrats. He made a great documentary called What is a Woman? You may recall that the now Supreme Court Justice... Katanji, uh, you know, um, uh, Brown-Jackson, she uh, was asked, what is a woman, uh, during her confirmation hearing, and she couldn't answer the question because Democrats are so screwed up in the head that they can't tell you how many genders there are, they can't tell you what a woman is. A woman is an adult female human, by the way. Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Provide. I can't. You can't? not in okay. this context so i'm not a biologist of- i'm not a biologist yeah yeah can you tell me what the moon is or are you not an astronomer um that's a uh, pretty amazing stuff <laughs> can you tell me what a heart attack is or are you not a cardiologist well uh matt walsh went to uh, a college yesterday in connecticut 
you can imagine uh, that. It's pretty crazy stuff. CCSU, uh, Central Connecticut State University, because uh, it's, you know, it's, what is it? Trans Awareness Week. All right? Protect trans children. No, protect children from trans adults. The uh, uh, headline out of NBC News Connecticut, controversial documentary, What is a Woman? Draws protests at CCSU. Isn't that amazing? It draws protests because they're very narrow-minded people. They don't believe in free speech. They don't believe in divergent points of view. They have contempt for anyone that does not goose-step with today's Socialist Democrat Party. And it's, why is it controversial to ask what is a woman? Um, Honestly, you know, a, a Supreme Court justice can't answer that question. She had all the advantages. So dozens of students and staff at Central Connecticut State University protested Thursday about a controversial film being shown there saying it's transphobic and insulting. Uh, (laughs) They use the words, but they don't know what they mean. I say that all the time, don't I? The university said it doesn't endorse the message of the film, while the leader of the conservative student group says there is nothing wrong with showing the film. You know, they're very closed-minded there, and they're censorship-minded people. And they have violence on their mind. They're, you know, mob violence, Democrat Party mob violence uh, is pretty regular. Uh, It's a normal feature of American politics now. Uh, They've done January 6th hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times, but that's okay. Chants of protests were heard with the transgender students and their allies How many transgender students are there at Central Connecticut State University? Look what the Democrats have done to boys and girls in America. Uh, And their allies leading the march, protesting uh, the showing of the controversial, how many times are they going to say controversial? Uh, What is a woman on campus? The film produced by conservative political commentator Matt Walsh is described uh, described by whom, you might ask? By radical left-wing people who only the only people represented in this NBC story as exploring the uh, changing concepts of sex and gender in the digital age, particularly the transgender rights movement, transphobia. Uh, phobia is an irrational fear, uh, and they bandy about that, uh, that um, uh, suffix quite frequently, uh, but it never applies appropriately. And uh, what it means to be a woman. You guys should work on that and get back to us at some later date. Junior Cody Cody. There's a junior named Cody Cody there. Says the film is transphobic and doesn't represent the trans community at all. You know, every film doesn't have to represent your point of view. I don't know if you're familiar with freedom, Western civilization, the Enlightenment, uh, the the Bill of Rights, uh, freedom of speech. They have contempt for all of this. So the uh, NBC TV station put together a TV story on the protests, which is, I think the the protest is uh, straight-phobic. Here's the NBC, the fake story. Trans rights are human rights. Chants of protests were heard at Central Connecticut State University Thursday. Transgender students and their allies leading the march, protesting the showing of the controversial film, What is a Woman? They're protesting. It's controversial. There's a controversial again. 
uh, what is a woman? It's controversial because it doesn't represent the radical street mob left-wing view of the world, uh, and they want all of your children to be. Uh, and then it's uh, these campuses are wacky these days. You're See, the, uh, you know, it, it used to be comedy. Now it's the Democratic Party in the United States of America. That was, of course, uh, Monty Python and Life of Brian, but uh, it is also today's Democrat Party. Then the, uh, someone went up and interviewed um, a, uh, a young woman. I'm going to call her a woman, although I don't have her official gender identification with me. She appears to have all of the requisite characteristics to be identified as an adult female human. And uh, she, I'm going to go out on a limb and call her she and her, uh, uh, you know, could be in trouble for this. Uh, she was asked, uh, you know, what are you protesting? And, and listen to this. I, I, I just said it a minute ago. They use the words, but they don't know what they mean. And here the interviewer challenges the dim-witted young college student uh, on the uh, use of the word fascist, which the uh, Socialist Workers' Party loves to throw around. What is fascism? Tell me about it. Fascism is, it's, I mean, it's very, it's a complex idea. Um, but generally, fascism is, um, um, sorry, it's the supremacy of, like, the, the bourgeoisie, um, you know, being in power, and generally, with Matt Walsh specifically, um, his fast the way that you know he is he's very this right now his what is a woman to wear is very nuanced um nuanced but i mean it's he he speaks on a lot of issues that he does not have a he's not based in science he's not based in science <laughs> um you're calling him a fascist what is a fascist the brilliant interviewer asks well, it's a complex idea, she concedes. It's about the supremacy of the bourgeoisie, <laughs> using her Karl Marx uh, to English dictionary. Uh, and his movie is nuanced. <laughs> this is the pseudo-intellectual response of the American left, the glassy-eyed zombie on the campus of Central Connecticut State University being asked a pretty straightforward question, and that is, uh, that's very funny. If you go look at the, for example, the Chicago Public Library um, uses Benito Mussolini's definition of fascism. Uh, he says it might as well be described as corporatism. It's a merger of state and corporate power, a merger of state and corporate power. I've been making this point for quite some time. First of all, I'd ask her uh, the name of Adolf Hitler's political party, which was, of course, the National Socialist German Workers' Party. It's a, another socialist workers' party in the 20th century in Europe. And uh, Benito Mussolini, who was more fascist probably than in terms of the pure uh, definition of fascism, Mussolini, Benito Mussolini, who was a lifelong socialist and was uh, heavily involved in very active leadership of the Socialist Party in Italy before he jumped on the fascist bandwagon, and he described it as a merger of state and corporate power. And I've been pointing out that today's merger of state and corporate power is the merger between the Democratic Party and the information oligarchs in the United States of America. 
not the steel oligarchs like in uh, Europe in the 20th century, but the information oligarchs in the information age, uh, Twitter and Facebook, the billionaires that own the Washington Post and uh, control the flow of information in the United States of America. That's what the Democrat Party has merged with in order to secure total information dominance in, uh, in particular so as it benefits the Democrat Party and their political ambitions. Right? So if you're looking for fascism in America today and you want to use the definition provided by one of the leading fascists in the history of the world, Benito Mussolini, uh, go with a merger of state and corporate power and look no further than the Democrat Party and their dominance over the information sector, the media sector. I've been playing you the, the merger. I've been playing audio of Stephen Colbert and Jimmy Fallon and, and uh, Barack Obama last night on uh, the uh, Daily Show on the Comedy Central and Saturday Night Live and, and Twitter. This is why they're so angry that Elon Musk is taking over Twitter because they demand information dominance. It's the merger of the state, the Democrat Party, and, uh, and uh, corporate power, the most important corporate powers right now, the information sector oligarchs. Now, uh, this young woman is as ignorant as a tree stump, uh, and uh, she, it's a complex idea. She's hemming and hawing and stammering and doesn't know what to say because they go around hurling these insults. And again, Adolf Hitler's party uh, was called the Socialist Workers' Party of Germany, and they're selling socialism today. You saw Jen Psaki accidentally in her tweet uh, last week said the reason that Republicans do well in South Florida, so many people that have fled socialist regimes in Latin America, is that socialism doesn't sell there. Oops, did she say that out loud? Yeah, she did. That means that's what they're selling? Yes, that's what that means. And socialism doesn't sell with people that fled socialist Cuba, socialist Venezuela, socialist Nicaragua, uh, and... Um, Gosh, but that's a great little uh, piece there uh, because it reveals a lot. First of all, there's sing-song zombie uh, chants, which they've all been trained to do by these radical leftists. Like, you know, that uh, Francis Fox Piven, the college professor who came up with a plan with her radical communist college professor associate, you know, the Cloward and Piven strategy to collapse capitalism in the United States and therefore win around the world for socialism. And Francis Fox Piven was out there with the mob during Occupy Wall Street. You are amazing. You are amazing. No, we are. A lot of you are young. A lot, a lot of you are young. A lot of you us are young. Energy. You have energy. Imagination. Imagination. This is textbook Maoist indoctrination. And, uh, and then you saw it last night. Central Connecticut State University, protesting against a movie which is protected by the First Amendment and free speech, but the Democrat Party has raised a generation of Americans to be anti-American Americans. It's diabolical. It's like the anti-American eagle. <laughs> In response, these students and faculty say they want to show CCSU as a welcoming place for trans students, especially during Trans Awareness Week. Especially. We're here to have a welcoming place for trans people. We're here for people to just have fun, be human. Have fun, be human. That's, uh, you know, what, what does that have to do with uh, shouting down people that want to show a documentary film? You, 
Yeah, and, you know, if you're looking for the fascists, smell yourselves. Because the people showing the film do not resemble fascists in any way. You, however, uh, share a great many characteristics. You know, we had uh, good old what's-her-name from the Department of Health and Human Services that uh, we were going to play her audio, well, his audio yesterday, but we didn't get to it, right? And San Francisco, you know, where uh, Rice Arona used to be the San Francisco treat. San Francisco has a new plan. That's not in today's story sheet, is it? The, the uh, San Francisco, they have a uh, new plan in San Francisco to uh, provide a guaranteed income to transgender people, right? Guaranteed income for transgender people at taxpayer expense. And, um, and also, we had, there was this uh, video put out because it's Trans Awareness Week in the United States of America. Rachel Levine is a Biden administration official at the Department of Health and Human Services. And Rachel Levine put together, who did you know that Rachel Levine played football in high school with the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Thoroughly Modern Millie? Did you know that? They went to high school together. At that time, Rachel Levine was a young man. And Thoroughly Modern Millie, who now is still looking for his white rage and wants to, the U.S. military to be transgender friendly, he played football with the, whatever she is, uh, Deputy Secretary of Health and Human Services, uh, Rachel Levine. I want to understand white rage, and I'm white. He's white, and he wants to understand white rage. You should maybe look it up on the Internet and then get back to being chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Uh, Rachel Levine. Every major medical association agrees. Gender-affirming care is life-saving, medically necessary, age-appropriate, and a critical tool for health care providers. It's age-appropriate in kindergarten uh, for your five-year-old because, you know, Democrats. Aren't they amazing? San Francisco launches guaranteed income program for trans community, the left-wing Axios proudly announced yesterday. So uh, tax dollars, I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm trans. Do you have to live in San Francisco? <laughs> I want, what is that, uh, $1,200 a month? $1,200 a month for transgender people uh, to address financial insecurity. I feel somewhat financially insecure. Did you know that banks can legally confiscate your money to bail themselves out? What a country. The only catch is it has to be during extraordinary times. Well, with the economy and, you know, the Biden rut and uh, war in Europe. Don't you think we're living in extraordinary times? Might be time to call 888-446-5320 to get your personal wealth protection guide. You know, my friends at American Alternative Assets are there to help you protect your retirement savings by rolling your IRA or 401k into a gold IRA. Fact is, you can hold physical gold and silver in your retirement account while still maintaining its tax-deferred status. So call 888-446-5320 today to get your free, no-obligation, wealth protection guide. This guide will give you all the answers you need for all the questions you have. Protect your savings now before it's too late. Call American Alternative Assets at 888, the number 4, GOLD20. 
to secure your free gold and silver guide today. That's 888-446-5320. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will indicate future results. Yeah, your Democrat Party. And don't forget the kindergarten drag shows. The holidays are coming. I'm sure they have some special surprises in store for the kiddies. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. Uh, let's go to the uh, telephones and talk to the nice people. Let's go to Alan calling from Chicago, Illinois, listening on the great WLS. Alan, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, Chris. Chris, uh, you know, it frustrates me that you, the left continues to present the United States as the suffering masses. When you look at purchasing power and you compare countries, only one country in Europe, and that is Norway, a country of 5 million people, has more purchasing power when you adjust for the price level of the country. We are really in the top 10. We have seven of the 10 largest technology companies in the world. We are a leading producer of medical technology, pharmaceutical. You know, I'm tired of listening to the lies the left 10. You know, they're living in a Dickens novel. You know, they, they're, they're Oliver Twist. They, they're not real in how they present matters. Because the truth is, Americans are better off than 99% of the people in the world. And it's been true for a century. And the left has been, you know, look, the United States is the big dog and and this uh, on the planet Earth. And the left, the international left, the communist, socialist, revolutionary, Marxist uh, movement has been after the United States of America forever. We collapsed the Soviet Union. They're here for their revenge. And it's the Democrat Party. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. 